Isn't it great to be led into the presence of the Lord? Music does a great job. Michael, thank you, team. What a marvelous job. Well, good morning, Westridge. I'm Lance Hurley. It's my pleasure to be here with you again today, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've enjoyed the last, uh, well, last week and uh, back on Father's Day. It's always good to be at a place where you can encounter God's presence and be with family and friends. So thank you for welcoming me, and, and I'm very grateful to be here with you today. So I wondered, anybody here ever have something happen that you weren't prepared for? Okay, I, I understand that. Hey, one weekend my grandson was staying with us, and uh, he likes to cook pancakes with us. That's our thing on a Saturday morning. He'll get up, uh, are we going to have pancakes? Of course we're going to have pancakes. He pulls the chair over to the counter, and he helps me out. I let him crack eggs and do stuff that he probably doesn't get to do at home because I'm more adventurous that way. And uh, I was getting things ready that morning, and I just pulled the cup of mix out of the, out of the bag, you know, and I had, a, had it sitting there on the counter, and I turned my back to do something else, and it was a nicely rounded uh, mound of, uh, of mix in the cup, and that's when I heard him say, hey, I'll flatten it, Grandpa, and I didn't know what that meant, until he all of a sudden went like this, boom, right on top of the mix. Mix went everywhere. Sprinkling down over the counter, over me, all over the place. Now, for some reason, I am very calm when it comes to him. And I said, okay, let's not do that again. Okay, okay. And we did, we cleaned it all up. And so I wonder, anything, anybody ever have anything like that happen to you? Well, we all have. And the thing is, we encounter these surprise events of things, and sometimes it can, it can test us, it can challenge us. I was once told by a trainer at my gym that there is a four-letter word that is vital to training properly with weights, and the word is form, form. Now, I, I brought a kettlebell with me today, and, uh, and so I thought I'd demonstrate some form to you. Now, I see people at the gym at times training with weights, and, and sometimes they're doing things like this, ugh, ugh, with heavy weights. And I ask them, what are you trying to work on? And they'll say, I'm working arms. And I'll think to myself, oh, no, you're not. Okay? Now, if you're working arms with a kettlebell, it works like this. Right? It's a curl. Okay? Now, what's happening when you're doing this? Yeah, back, really nothing's happening that you want to see happen, right? Okay, that's the reality. Okay? Form makes a big difference. Now, Form really does enter into, it's something that enters every type of sport imaginable. I, I utilize form when I shoot a bow. I talked about this just a little bit last week, but one day Darla and I were out in the, the backyard. I was practicing for a sermon series I was going to preach on uh, at a men's meeting. The, the idea of the series was on target. I was going to shoot an arrow during the, uh, during the message, something I would not do on a Sunday morning, okay? But that is kind of impressive, isn't it? Okay, all right, so anyway, so I lined up the shot. And I pulled my bow back, put the string back, and I have a kisser button on my, on my string. It goes right here on the edge of my mouth, okay? And when I pulled it back, the kisser didn't hit here. And I thought, I, I tried to maneuver, I couldn't get it right where I wanted to be. I thought, how bad can it be? I let the arrow go. And that's when my wife looked at me and said, where'd it go? It obviously wasn't in the target, okay? It wasn't in the fence, Okay? Uh, for some reason, I, I just believe this arrow went through a, sp- a space-time continuum because we never found it, okay? Never, never, okay? And I said, I knew better than to shoot because 
my form wasn't right. Jesus said this in John 16, 33. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now we're continuing in this series called Following Jesus. And you all know that these words of Jesus spoke a truth. I mean, we've all encountered trouble a time or two in our lives. But Jesus said, hey, trouble's not our destiny. I've overcome the world because I have, you can too. But in this world, you will have trouble. It's a promise. It's a promise from Jesus. So we'll encounter these times of stress and, and pressure when we walk through life. But following Jesus requires a development of strength that can help us get through those times. Building spiritual strength really occurs as we implement form, the right kind of form. Form repetitively worked on that will help us be ready for any challenge, any opportunity that comes our way as we follow. Now, last week, we looked at focus. I use this, okay? Another verse from Hebrews we looked at says, Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scoring in his chain, and has sat down at the right hand of God. So fix your eyes on Jesus. It's all about focus. Now, my thought to this was, and it's good to be back two, two weeks in a row, what helps us focus? And I recognize the thing that helps us focus is having the right kind of form. So that's what I thought we'd look at today, form. Let's listen to what the writer of Hebrews says later on. He said, we have much to say to you about this, but it's hard to explain because you're slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now, there's a couple things I see in here. If we want to develop form that helps us stay focused, will help us. The first thing I recognize, I think it's very important that we have a plan. We see this in the, in the equipment step. Now, planning is something we are familiar with. Let me ask a quick question. How do you mow your lawn? Okay, bear with me for a moment. I was informed by a friend of mine years ago that it's very important to change up the direction in which I mowed if I wanted to exercise my grass. Now, I didn't even realize my grass was getting lazy, okay? I really didn't. But he said, yeah, you want to, make, you want to mow it different directions. So from that point in time, I would mow horizontally one week, vertically the next week, and then I'd do diagonals, okay? So I was four times a month, I was getting them different, hitting those grass, and they were pumped up, okay, my grass blades, all right? Now, today when I step into my driveway... Before I pull the starter cable on my, on my machine, I'm thinking what I'm going to do. Which way am I going to go today? Uh, we utilize plans all the time, don't we? Going on vacation? Okay. We'll have the ways we go to work. How we do things. Uh, Darla and I, my wife and I, real, recently celebrated our 35th anniversary. And we made the most of the weekend. Went to the zoo on Saturday with the grandchildren. We took an architectural cruise on the, on the Chicago River on Sunday, and then we went to Starved Rock on Monday. So we, we utilized a plan that we just put together. Actually, I planned that, okay? Yeah. You ever seen how a five-year-old approaches a plan of going through a zoo? Okay, we don't follow that plan, okay? We follow Grandpa's plan. Now, the truth I see, most of us do not drift aimlessly through life. 
regarding a career, marriage, child raising, even the pursuit of fun. However, I have noticed that not as many people give thought to purpose and direction when it comes to the spiritual life. Now, let alone those who don't know Jesus yet, okay, those who are outside of relationship with him, they're not even thinking about following him. But even we who follow Jesus, we always don't, have, we don't always have a plan. Or we, we make assumptions that aren't always true. For instance, here's an assumption I've heard. I'm just going to grow deeper into Christ naturally. Well, that's not true. Okay, it, it takes a plan. Or if I come to church on Sundays, I'm going to be okay. Now, don't get me wrong. This time is very important. Okay? I, I can count on probably, I don't know, Two hands, the times I've missed church in 58 years of life, to be honest, okay? I mean, God, this is something that's important to me, okay? I, I, like, I like being with family and, and friends here. But if this is the only thing we're counting on to keep us healthy, we're going to be disappointed because this won't do it all. See, progress and growth is expected from anyone who chooses to follow Jesus. So that's what we're seeing here when it talks about going from infancy to maturity, okay? And the beautiful thing about growing as a follower of Jesus, there's always another step ahead. I, I think of it like an onion, okay? Always a layer underneath. So I grow to one spot, hey, that's okay, keep growing because there's more ahead, more adventure, more life. Now, everybody needs an individual growth plan. I believe that. But while there are, uh, while there are individual pieces we put into it, more on that in just a moment, there are key components, I think, that go to every plan. Let me ask you this. What are some key ingredients to baking a cake? Talk to me for a minute. Okay. Oh, yeah, you mentioned them. Flour, eggs, sugar, right? Um, baking powder. Now, there are many other things that go into it, and there are many things that make a cake recipe unique, right? But these basics are in all of them. Same thing holds true to a spiritual growth plan. I think there are some basic components we have to have in it. Okay, Here, here's one of them right here. Okay, okay, we got to get the Bible in us. Okay, we really we need to hear what God says. Okay, and, and if you don't like reading, that's okay. Ha, there are Bible apps that will read it to you. Okay, in fact, I showed somebody after the end of the first service a Bible app that will do that very thing. Okay? okay, prayer I think is one of those key components. We need to talk to God. We need to listen to God. Okay, and we need to take some time doing that. Being around other believers, this is important, okay? I think that's one reason the writer of Hebrews later on says, do not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us meet together to encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we need this time to connect, reconnect, grow stronger, and give encouragement. Now, I have a plan I use regularly that keeps me healthy, spiritually. And I can tell, guys, I can tell when I get away from my plan, okay? Because I don't act and respond like I would typically, okay? I am no, I, <laughs> I am in no way perfect or even close, okay? I want you to know that. And when I get off my plan, I can tell, I can tell. Okay? Now listen, listen to me. If, if, if you hear nothing else, please hear this. What works for me may not work for you there is no wrong way to grow closer to jesus okay there's no wrong way there's no right way to grow closer to jesus we all have things that help us connect more on that in a moment but i want you ever buy one of those hats that says one size fits all does it 
What does it say now? One size fits? Most. Yeah, most. I wonder who that most is. Anyway, I brought one of my grandson's old toys with me today. Okay. I like this. <laughs> that maybe tells you something about me. I like this toy, okay? It has 10 slots in it, okay? 10 different pieces that go in those slots, okay? Now, like I mentioned, I think there are critical components for every spiritual growth plan. Let's say they're like the circle, okay? Like Bible reading. And the square, okay? Like prayer. And the triangle, okay? Which would be like coming to church, okay? Now, there are many other components, though, that help us connect with Jesus. So my question to you is, what helps you connect with Jesus? What helps you draw closer? I mean, I love being out in nature, okay? Na- nature helps it for me. When, when I, uh, when I, that's why I enjoy hunting. I, I took some pictures off, uh, well, let me see, I'll, I'll show you those later, but I was up at Starved Rock a few weeks ago, and I say, I, I got up to one of those overlooks, and I looked out, and for some reason, the, the Lord just spoke to me, and it just filled my heart up. Okay, just filled my heart up, and I just thanked him for being who he was and what he made. Okay, so nature does it for me. Uh, music, I mean, when I when I experience what we experienced today, that helps me draw closer to God. So, I, whatever it is, so it's music, poetry, solitude. I don't I don't know what it is for you, but whatever helps you connect with Jesus, you can just plug that into your plan. Okay, it's okay. The beauty of this is. There's no right or wrong way to grow closer to Jesus. But we do have to have a plan to do it, all right? So, try different things. And when you find something that works, plug it in. Plug it in. Now, the second thing about this is, I think we not only have a plan, we need to practice the plan. Okay? Because it's one thing to have a plan, another thing to do it. I had a friend a couple of years ago who ran the uh, Chicago Marathon, and I asked him uh, how he trained. And he pointed me to a website that had different, uh, different training techniques on it. Here's what one of them said. When you take that step up to a half or full marathon, it is very important that you have some type of training plan. The last thing you want to do is injure yourself by training too much or to have a miserable race day by training too little. This plan gives you daily activities and proper distances to keep you progressing until race day so you can accomplish a goal that only 1% of the population ever accomplishes. Now, the plan detailed everything that Dave needed to do. Now, the question is, what do you do with it, right? Because it's one thing to have a plan. It's another thing to put it into practice. Here's what the writer of Hebrews says. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Literally, this means they've trained their senses. So when something comes their way, they know whether this is good or bad for them. Okay, whether this is the best or not the best. Now, I'll be transparent with you. I don't always get this step right. Okay? I have a tendency to say yes to too many things. And I say yes to good things. So it's not necessarily that I'm doing evil. The, the problem with me is I, many times I'm doing too many of these good things, but it knocks me out of doing what I, what I can do with the best and what is my sweet spot. And when I, when I get out of my sweet spot, that's when some of the bad lance comes out, to be honest. Because I get frustrated and I get angry at times when I shouldn't. But it's because I haven't always listened to the Spirit as things have come my way. Practice. Practice is what gets us ready for what comes our way. I have a picture here. 
Uh, this is my uh, twin sons. My twin sons turned 30 this past week. I'm getting older. And, uh, and he is uh, my youngest son. He's a head soccer coach at, uh, at Piatone High School, just north of where we live. Before the, pra- before the season ever starts, you know what they're doing? They're practicing. They're running drills. They're getting things ready. And in between games, and when, once the season starts, the season starts in about three weeks, uh, they'll, every, about every other day they're, they're playing games. Now, you know what they're doing on the off days? Tell me what they're doing. What are they doing? Practicing. They're practicing. Yeah. And his players will sometimes ask him, Coach, why are we doing this drill? He'll say, it's because we're weak in this area. We need to shore it up. We need to get ready for what's coming. Practice. We do that with the new churches we start. When we, when we get a church ready to kick off, I think back to the church we started back at Bradley. Our, this is our home church. 2003, it met in a movie theater. We, we had preview services at the movie theater. We did about two or three practice services before we ever had the, the grand opening. And the reason being, we wanted to find out the things we needed to do to make it different and better and find the, the bugs in the system, if that makes sense. Okay? I'm, going to, I'm going to Denver tomorrow for a church planners assessment center. During that assessment center, we'll be looking at different, different couples to see if they can be church planners, and they will be practicing some of the things church planners do so we can see them in action. Practice. See, whatever plan you decide to put into practice, you need to start working it. Just like my friend the marathoner, if he'd put his plan up on the wall, dreamed about running, and visualized crossing the finish line, but never went out on the road, what would happen to him? would have been a very disappointing race day. In the same way, we need to make a conscious decision to practice the form we've chosen. Hey, listen, again, if things don't feel like they're working, change it up. You can do that. You can do that. In fact, we need to do that. Keep it fresh. Thirdly, then we need to persevere. Hebrews 4.14, this is the commitment step. Because what does it take to keep going when things get tough? What does it take to stick it through. My buddy who ran the marathon, he said, you know, it really is true. About mile 18 and 19, my body said to me, what in the world do you think you're doing? Okay? And he said, there was a wall. It was like you just hit it mentally. Or physically, you hit it mentally, physically. And he said, mentally, I had to just push on through. See, when we practice something over and over and over again, That's why form is so important, because we've seen when form breaks down in a race, physically, but spiritually, if we practice something over and over and over again, our form will carry us through, because we know what to do. Guys, when I get out of shape, spiritually, I know what to do, and I can trace it back to things I've stopped doing, and so I say to myself, Get doing the things that are going to keep you on track, right? Go back, go back, go back, and do it. See this picture here? From Starved Rock, okay? Beautiful, gorgeous views over the Illinois River. Now, what this doesn't show you is the hundreds and hundreds of steps we had to climb to get there, okay? If you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a trek to the top, okay? But here's one something I recognized. You don't get the view if you don't push through. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay? Yeah. You never get the view if you don't push through and, get, and, and make a commitment to go all the way through it. Okay? 
Here's the verse again. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Constant use is talking about persevering, sticking it out, pushing through. I love that. Because we need to refuse to give in. We need to refuse to step off the track. And we just need to run all the way through the finish line. So my question is, why is spiritual form an important topic for us? Well, I think if you're anything like me, you want to live a life that makes a difference. You want to have a positive impact on those around you. And you're here because you want to grow closer to Jesus. And I want to experience joy and adventure as I follow him. And I know that form makes all the difference in the world. So spiritually, I practice it. I, I practice my form almost every day because I want to live better the adventure of following Jesus. And I need it because I want to finish the race well. Remember the verse I read early. Jesus promised there will be trouble. But he promised he walks with us and he will never leave us. And he has overcome so we can. And I know I want to get strong. Because I want to get to the top. Because the view is worth it. But we have to push through to get to the view. So I'm going to ask you a question as I close today. question is, How's your form? How's your form? And so while you think about that, I want to challenge you to some very specific action items in the week ahead. First of all, I want to ask you to create your own spiritual growth plan. Okay, now remember those components I think are, are essential. Read your Bible, pray. You really need to do those two things because you need to listen for God and you need to talk to God. But beyond that, mix it up. They figure out two or three things that you can plug into a growth plan and say, okay, I could do this and this. This helps me connect with the Lord. May helps me feel closer to him. And then make them measurable. Make them measurable. Let's say I'm going to read my Bible two times this next week or three times this next week. I'm going to pray two times for 10 minutes. Okay, whatever it is, put them in your plan. Write it down. Take a piece of paper, write it down. Okay, write it down because written down helps start things. And then the second thing along with it then, practice it. So you write it down, and then for 14 days, I'm going to ask you to put that plan into practice. Do something with it. Okay, do something with it. Now, like I say, if you have a measurable one, you'll be able to tell whether you're growing or not. Okay? So practicing the things that will help you connect with Jesus, you'll begin to see a difference take place. And then thirdly, I'm going to encourage you to practice perseverance. Uh, Winston Churchill once, uh, once was... Uh, asked to speak to a graduating class at a college. So give him a, give him a speech that's going to encourage him. So he stood up and he gave one of the shortest uh, commencement speeches in history. Here's what he said. He said, never give in. Never, never, never give in. And he sat down. Now there's a guy who knew about perseverance. There's a guy who understood what it meant to push through. And guys, when we begin running that race and making the climb, there's going to be a lot of things that come alongside to say, man, you can't do it. Stop. Jesus says, listen, come on. Come on. This is about following, right? Come on. I'm right here. Take another step. Take another step. I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. Come on. He'll help us through. When you walked in today, you uh, should have received a tea bag. 
Now, I'm giving that to you as a reminder of, uh, of what we've talked about today. Because I, I think it's very important to recognize the difference that the presence of Jesus makes in our lives. As we practice form, it puts us closer to the master. And the closer we get to the master, the more change takes place. So I'm, I'm going to encourage you to put this teabag somewhere as a reminder of this. Now, now here's the reality. As Jesus' presence comes into our lives, change begins to take place. It's a very noticeable change. In fact, the longer we let ourselves steep in the presence of the Lord, the deeper and stronger and richer the change becomes. See, he wants this for all of us. He wants us to be close to him because he's close to us. And he loves us. And he wants us to have the strength that that focus and that form provides. He put that tea bag somewhere as a reminder of the difference that form makes allowing us to focus and building the strength that only Jesus can build. In fact, the master put it like this. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Which means that in him, we can do all things. Westridge, I love this church. Made a difference in my life through the years. And I know there are people out here who need what we have here. Let's go out and share him. And we can do that as we remain in him and he in us. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for your son. Our Lord, our Savior, our General, the one who keeps us strong, the one who moves us forward. And I pray that you will help us to follow, to follow him strongly, to follow him closely. And Jesus, thank you so much for the fact that even when we stumble and fall, you just stand there and you help us back up to our feet, just like that song Michael sang earlier, and start walking again. Because you love us as your children. Help us to follow you well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.